Coffee Pods and Wads, sponsored by Born Primitive UK. Uh, thank you as always for listening and sharing the podcast. I love seeing people listening on their stories every week. So make sure and tag us on Instagram at Coffee Pods and Wads. Uh, we're also on patreon.com forward slash coffee pods and wads. If you feel like supporting the podcast in any way, you can DM on Instagram or you can email coffeepodsandwads at gmail.com if you want more info on how that works or if you want to be involved in some way but maybe you're not sure how. Um, as it's March and St. Patrick's Day is in this month, I've decided to have an Irish focus on the podcast this month. Um, I'm kicking things off in style with female Irish champion Emma McQuaid. If you ever wondered what laser focus sounded like, you're about to hear it. Um, in the interview, Emma chats about training, competing, coaching, her experience of the games last year and her hopes for the games this year, as well as how she intends to prepare and get ready for them this summer. Uh, throughout the episode, you'll hear some noises. Um, most of those, all of those, in fact, are Ellie, her Frenchie, who was snoring, sniffing mics, climbing up on the table, chewing a lunchbox, um but she was looking fairly adorable when she was doing it so it's grand Um, just if you hear noises you'll know what it is Um, i want to thank emma for inviting us to her home and for giving up her time and i want to thank vincent nestor for coming along for the drive i might even give him a patch for his troubles uh speaking of i have more patches ordered so for those of you who got in touch keep an eye out on instagram um in the coming weeks um as i said at the beginning of this episode this week we're generously sponsored by born primitive uk uh, they make tons of apparel for male and female athletes of all sizes and skill levels and they're designed with CrossFit in mind so they're ready to perform in those critical moments. Uh, I can tell you firsthand it's comfortable, it's high quality stuff and it's tested by athletes like Emma herself amongst others. Uh, you can head to bornprimitive.co.uk where they deliver to Ireland and the UK and you can use the discount code COFFEEPODS10 for a tasty little bonus off your shop at the end there. Um, that's just for listening and supporting the podcast. Thanks to Born Primitive UK for coming on board and for all their support. And thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with PD Savage, Irish male champion, continue the Paddy's Day Irish March Madness. Okay, Emma, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. No problem, thank you. Um, it's great. Like I was kind of saying at the start when I started off the podcast, it was like uh, more of an excuse to talk to people that I wanted to talk to. <laughs> so it's cool when it lines up that it's like, do you know, you'd be someone that I would have watched from the start from when I started doing it <clears throat> like I remember seeing I'm only I suppose doing the sport for a couple of years um, but like one of the first things that we did when I kind of realised how much I liked it was we went to Germany so we were at regionals that year and then myself and Orla got to go to the games last year so I kind of I suppose like ended up following you pretty religiously because of the two main things we were at you were at so yeah. it's kind of it's cool it's cool when it lines up that you get to talk to someone that you really want to talk to and then you have to go through the you know the shit people like Vincent and that to get to <laughs> um so I suppose usually what I do is because it's like coffee pods and wads usually we start off talking a bit about coffee and stuff and then podcasts and then we get into the nitty-gritty of training and stuff like that um do you are you uh, much of a coffee drinker or do you kind of use it like do you use it more as caffeine rather than uh, enjoyment aspect? um I would drink coffee like if we were out I would have a coffee um, so it kind of be more like a treat thing if I was going for caffeine I always would opt for Anuku because there's a lot more caffeine in that yeah. um, I didn't realise how much was in it pardon? I didn't realise how much was in it oh yeah it's crazy for the size of the can yeah it's. <laughs> you're kind of like oh, like I remember I was at I can't remember what I was at but I remember having like five cans oh, no, uh. over the course of a day <laughs> and I felt like shit the next yeah. day and it was 
only I, I kind of looked so, someone else looked at the back and was like you know there's more caffeine in that than like a can and a half of monster and I was like well, a can and a half of a monster is massive like, <laughs> but uh, yeah it's no surprise really yeah so basically I would probably use coffee more as like a, a treat um, so I would if we were out and have a, have a nice coffee yeah uh, but during the day like now I'm just having like a Chirimic uh, tea with yeah. some Manuka honey so never that, not that exciting <laughs> um, would you like have you found that say were you always um would you always have been very conscious of like your food and what you eat and what you drink or would you say that you've kind of honed in more on that in the last like 18 months two years um no like my diet um i was probably renowned for probably one of the worst diets in crossfit uh up until i started with uh, james joycey uh, about three years ago um he really dialed all that in and didn't really take any bullshit from me um so from starting with him really um the nutrition side of things and probably just the lifestyle in general has changed a lot yeah is that like turmeric teas and stuff like that is i know that that's just like enjoyment? my own choice um you're just obviously just trying to be better um <clears throat> he just obviously just um just keeps me right on the nutritional side of things yeah uh, and what kind of like not rules but guidelines um, and kind of eat within the guidelines and we're we're good to go yeah um have you uh, a memory then of a favorite coffee that you've had so most people there this tends to not actually be about the coffee but about who was there or where it was or uh, whenever we were training for the games um myself sam briggs kelly frail jamie green elliot um, we all, all kind of stayed together on a little training camp and we really randomly found like a coffee shop um, just beside the lake where we were swimming. Um, we went there for coffee for every every day for 10 days while we yeah. were down in Madison. So um, I would say probably there they had one of the best coffees. They had like, oh, I can't remember, it was uh, Nitro. Oh yeah, cold yeah. brew. Yeah, um, it was like a. It's only in like a Guinness tap. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Guinness tap. It was like a, a sweet one. Yeah. Um, I think it was called like sweet cream or something like that. Like, but yeah. it was amazing. There is actually there's a lot of good coffee spots over there, um, in Madison, like, and you kind of, I don't know, you not that you wouldn't expect there to be, but. I suppose when I think of America, I think of Starbucks and yeah. stuff like that. And it was cool when you got there. It was like, oh, this is actually kind of a like a hipstery kind of co- like if you like I was saying the other week, if you if you walk in and see someone in an apron or yeah. with like a beard, you're kind of like, yeah, the coffee must be good here. It's fine. Like, yeah. Well, this was actually in a, a cycle shop. Oh, cool. So it, that was really cool, and that's where we ended up doing the quarter Ironman after the games. Oh yeah. Because we got quite friendly with the cycle shop, and then they were running a quarter Ironman. So. That's how we kind of got all together. So it was pretty good. Was that like... Because I remember seeing at the time that there was a good few you did. You kind of jumped in on stuff at the, like after when the... at the Towards the end of the games, like yeah. you started doing... Like say you did that and stuff. Was that kind of a... Like a way to blow off steam? Or was it like a defiance thing of like, I'm not finished and I want to do something else or... Yeah, like none of us felt like we'd finished. Obviously we had trained like... We trained and peaked to go and compete for four days and like for me I got to compete for two days Briggsy and Sarah got to compete for two days in one event Mm. um so yeah basically we just felt not finished we didn't necessarily want to go and kill ourselves doing CrossFit because it was just the three of us um but we remembered the lady in the coffee shop telling us about the the quarter Ironman they were running we we literally just messaged them we're okay 
could you hook us up with three bicycles and can we get an entry? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, sure. She was like, I think we started at like half five or six o'clock or something. Yeah. She was like, yeah, be at the shop for half five. We'll get you as measured up for the bikes and yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And was it hard? Like, because I know after, uh, we'll talk about the games in depth as it was later on, but like one of the things that, so when you, you finished in like 21st. 20th. And then you got moved up then, wasn't it? Yeah, 21st and then obviously one of the girls field drugs yeah. testing, so yeah. Was that hard to take the fact that, so obviously like, I suppose maybe the difference between 21st and 20th is minimal, but like, was it tough to stomach that you didn't get to finish in 20th because of someone else? Do you know oh I mean? yeah, like the, the sprint event for me, like I think if I obviously had have been in that 20th place, um, I think like I potentially could have finished, you know, 14th 15th 16th mm, you yeah. know uh, I'm a good anyone that knows me I'm a good sprinter yeah. so obviously it was it was just disappointing not to be able to go and showcase an actual strength um but you know at the end of the day hopefully yeah it doesn't happen again obviously yeah. <laughs> so I always think like when I when that happens you I thought of like say Valner missing out on the on his moment yeah because of someone else like it must be like fair enough if it's something if it's like you know if you make a mistake or if you fall or if something like that happens um or if someone's just better than you yeah but then like it must be hard to kind of just be like yeah that's fine if like when it's so far after the fact when it's over and it's maybe you've dealt with it and you've moved on you've made plans for next year and then it's like oh actually i could have and should have finished higher than i did and then would have had an extra go at it like you know what i mean it would have just been nice to be able to take the field you know for the third day of competition yeah um versus obviously saying you only got oh two days it would have obviously I only I know I only would have got one more workout yeah. but like to be able to say you're you know anything from 14th to 20th fittest it's obviously yeah. you know I'd rather say I'm 14th fittest woman in the world than 20th yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. obviously you know you just you don't know how the workout would have played out but I definitely think I could have climbed spots on that that one particular event yeah um, regards podcasts then do you listen to a lot of podcasts in your spare time yeah like i will obviously listen to all of um the these, Irish f- all of these obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like the Irish, Irish fitness championships because obviously i done that one fairly yeah. fairly early on Um <clears throat> i just listened to like different ones of ben bergeron and just different uh, i just like to listen to like something interesting yeah. um and where you can like listen to different people's mindsets and stuff to get there so yeah stuff I suppose it's stuff that's very relatable for you as well because it's people in the same field or people yeah. who go through the same things or whatever yeah. I suppose uh, um, if you were to start your own then I suppose it's I assume that the focus would be something to do with health and fitness yeah to do with health and fitness like I think I would like to if I was to do something it would be to hear you know different people's views um, I find it really interesting um, obviously lucky enough to uh, be with Noko last week with she and Ryan the yeah. Olympic swimmer um, so it was really cool to spend the day with him obviously we're two totally different sports but we both have the same mindset yeah. um, so it was nice to hear you know how his day flows you know what it's like nutrition's like um, training volume recovery um, stuff like that there it's just interesting hearing other people's sports and what they do yeah there's a lot of crossover as well I suppose yeah. because there's obviously going to be commonalities in you have to watch what you're eating and you have to you know be ready at certain times and that but yeah. then i suppose it's cool the differences so like it was funny even watching their stories and watching say him showing you stuff in the pool and then 
him doing like cleans and stuff it's just funny watching the it's like a weird venn diagram of yeah. like two totally separate sports but then there's a such a big crossover in the middle like yeah yeah that's cool um with your own training then um like how does your week shape up so say i suppose with instagram and stuff like what you mostly see on not yours specifically but in general on instagram you'll see a lot of like say big lifts or you'll see a lot of like you know high rep gymnastics and stuff but i think a lot of a lot of the questions that i got sent in were like if you had say a ratio of your week how much of your week is about mobility how much of it is about like engine building how much of it is about you know just doing an actual workout like in i suppose a competition-ish setting you know where it's like at you know a specific time and stuff like that yeah um my training uh, will probably look a lot different to most uh, CrossFitters. Um, the way Jousey programs me, it's typically like you'd have an hour's movement work every day. Um, then you would have a good hour's conditioning piece. That'll be either heart rate or um, different percentages, percentage work. Then probably like strength and skill session, which usually lasts like 90 minutes to two hours. Um, and then uh, probably some movement correction work as well, probably post strength session, and then finishing the day with either a gymnastics session. At the minute, we're focused on the strict volume. Um, I haven't, the only time I kept was a strength and depth, and before that, it was filthy on 50 in the open. Yeah. So Kippen's at a minimal, and we're just working on all the strict, strict strength at the moment. Uh, you definitely won't be seeing me lifting maximal lifts this time of year obviously like to be able to peak in august we'll have to you know be smart yeah if, if i was hitting 95 to 100 percent of my lifts at this time of year i would i would not be that happy yeah. you know because i'm definitely not where i need to be yeah um if i want to progress to be hitting 100 percent of my lifts in august so uh i think our our approach um the training is different to a lot of people's, um, but we obviously monitor through training hours, and um, it's everything's very, very data-based. How it is, uh, my coach has the hours that I train every week, and we up the hours versus up sessions. Yeah, I guess yeah. So, uh, but yeah, my mainly my sessions is movement and just building. How it is at the minute, like I don't, I don't wad. Yeah, I'll probably not start wadding again properly um till may time yeah oh well just keep building do you miss that or are you just kind of like it's a it's a no i trust i trust the process um like leading into the games and stuff obviously like your volume wad and stuff you got intensities higher um and then post games took three full weeks off and then we just started just structural work um after the after the games did no workouts and no kipping at all until the first open workout and I won it yeah, so it worked it worked um, so I think it's more so trusting yourself that you don't need to do CrossFit to be good at CrossFit yeah. you know if you do do everything else right like we worked on loads of push-ups and it paid off because like my burpees yeah. felt the best I've ever felt um, again we worked on movement mechanics in the snatch and then whenever you, you can move terrible and fast yeah. <laughs> you know i my back was fine everyone said all oh, their back blew up and i was like yeah my position was absolutely shocking whenever it came down because three two one go yeah. um but 
we had worked so hard in the off season to make sure that everything was structurally fine. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't miss Wadden because I understand like there's a time and a place, and when that time and the place comes, like I'll be going at it full send as always. Yeah. Um, my only goal is to be at a hundred percent come August, and nothing else in between matters. Yeah, is it hard then to say like you do programming, um, for other people? Is it hard? not to echo what you're doing when you're programming for other people like do you find it difficult to separate your own training from what you're coaching other people to do um well i kind of like the way i program now knowing what works i have reduced the work with the wads that my clients do and yeah. um, i tried obviously because obviously their goals are different to my goals so you need to keep the fun element in it too yeah. so i would throw um, like on a Wednesday and a Saturday throw like a w- couple of workouts in yeah. um, so like the way I structure my own clients is Monday Monday's their big day Tuesday is like a cardio cardio and core movement day so it's like one hard day one easy one hard yeah. rest day hard hard rest day yeah. so it just means like they're never feeling smashed they don't believe like in CrossFit you should be smashed every single day because yeah. I don't think you're getting, you're not, you can't be getting better smashing yourself six days a week. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe that's what the best are doing either. So I don't think like general people should be doing yeah. that. Like I wasted, I'd say about a year just doing like mech on cardio, mech on cardio, mech on cardio. And then realized like that I was literally the same at the end of the year that I was at the start of the yeah, year. Yeah, like, for so. sure. Like that's the, that is the thing. Yeah. I think that's why I asked like, do you, do you miss working like do you miss doing workouts because i know it is hard like well i found it hard anyway to just be like no it's all about the process and <laughs> trust the process and whatever now once i did start to trust it and i kind of bought into it it's fine yeah. but that initial period of being like but should i not be like but do i not need to whatever like so was it the fact that when you started working with your coach that you trusted exactly they knew what they were talking about and that you bought into it immediately or was there a period where you were like are you sure no like obviously like i was with my first coach for from from day one of crossfit um and then obviously um i started training with briggsy and kind of liked her style of training so that's why i moved with jousey that was her coach um (laughs) so uh, I definitely at the start no it took it took a it took a good transition year yeah um because obviously you're used to like my original style of training with uh, Neil and CrossFit eighty twenty like you did more Metcons mm. like I think I was really good at CrossFit whenever I was with Neil um but that that is that's kind of that's just that was that that style of coaching yeah um and then obviously whenever I went with Jousey it was go and run for 60 minutes at 140 heart rate i was like what the fuck <laughs> i was like what um and then it was like do what was it like five sets of 10 back squats at three down tempo one breath at the top and i was like all right what's coming next session what's this and then it was like 60 minutes of core and i was like okay right i'll look at tomorrow's training same again and i was like oh what the heck going on here and then i was like okay maybe give it next week yeah and then i was like nope it's still a 60 minute run at 140 heart rate and i was like oh dear 
And this was like six months later and I was yeah. like, I still haven't done a ring muscle up. Yeah. I still haven't walked in my hands. And then, then obviously like we sat down and chatted and then he talked me through the whole process and you know, what, whatever I'm going to look like. Um, and kind of, you know, sold me it as, you know, it's a three year, three year plan. Um, and obviously now like post games going into the open, you know, I, that was, that was kind of the first time I really felt like I was like, okay, this is, this is actually really working here. Um, I obviously I had bought into it well before that, but that was the first time I actually seen don't do a workout and you can be really fit if you know what I mean. So, um, so I'm kind of, I'm really excited for this coming year and obviously we'll start doing workouts, hopefully maybe a wee bit sooner than yeah. we normally would. Because um, I'm actually, I'm quite eager to start doing muscle-ups and all like the fun side of training again. But obviously like... It was, a nice, was a nice then say a strength enough to dip your toe and be kind of like back in, you know, like to get that feeling again of like not showing off, but you know, like put, showing that the work that you're doing in the background and getting a chance to do like the fun bits that you say, like doing muscle-ups and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it was really good. Obviously, like, I was quite sick of strength and depth, so I probably didn't get to showcase anything. Um, I took a real bad bug on the Wednesday before it and yeah. ended up being sick the whole weekend and for another 10 days afterwards. So um, You didn't show I, if that's any consolation. Frick, I was bad. <laughs> Couldn't even keep water down. Yeah. Uh, as I lost like six and a half kilos over the three days of Sid. Jesus. So um, it, was quite, it was quite bad. But uh, like it was awesome obviously just shows what the body can do or the mind um obviously like to be able to do the ring muscle ups after especially when it's synchro like when you're other people are reliant on you as well like yeah big time because i had to control my dip every time and i had to hold in the catch and then hold at the top because helena's a lot longer than me so my turnover rate was a lot quicker so i was having to do like pause ring muscle ups and i was had no energy to even like to be on those rings so it was can I really just say good. if you can hear that's Ellie breathing that's <laughs> I'm not snoring when Emma's talking <laughs> um, yeah so like I suppose you've moved we'll say if you look at the last maybe three four years you've moved from being like I suppose you call it like a recreational athlete or yeah. participant into more serious and gradually becoming like what's I mean you could ostensibly say a professional athlete in the sport like or as professional I suppose as you can be in the sport in this country anyway so then like is it like has a lot of things lined up for you there or is it like say you know like obviously sponsorship and stuff makes it easier to do certain things or to get certain places and stuff and then I suppose like you know family support and stuff and like is it a case of like, like say, did you see this coming three years ago where you're like, well, that's where I'm going to get to and what do I need to do to get there? Or is it a case of like stuff kind of started lining up and it was like, oh, hang on a minute. Jeez, if I keep going at this and if I start doing that as well, I might get to there. Like, you know, uh, like just like whenever I started CrossFit, um, obviously once I realized, you know, I went to regionals the first time, you know, so you get that hunger uh, back in 2015. So obviously the goals always be to get to the games. Yeah. Um, this year, the sole goal was to place top 20 at the games, which like I thought I missed that goal. Yeah. Um, and then obviously to achieve that. Um, then just every time like we do something, we just set a new goal. The The next goal post games was to place top 10 in the open. We achieved that. Yeah. The next goal after that was 
to podium at Filthy 150. We achieved that. Um, and now the only goal that I have to tick off for this year is to place top 10 of the games. So I just think small goals and just keep them nice and nice and close so you're yeah. like working towards that within that like six to nine month period um, and just try not to think too far ahead mm. like the goal obviously always was to reach the games but yeah. it was it was only to get there but then once we got there then it was like right let's set a realistic goal yeah. and last year top 10 uh, top 20 was realistic and I think this year based off how hopefully things is going to progress that's given you know, no more sicknesses, no injuries. Yeah. Obviously, there can be different things that can come into play that may affect that. But if things keep going the way they're going from now to the games, you know, top 10 is is realistic. And what about then? Like, so I often see people say, might be people who haven't been to the games before or even like there's a few longer term people there who you'd ask like, oh, what are your hopes for this year? And they're very non-committal, like they'd be kind of like, oh, just to give the best performance I possibly can and whatever. Do you think everyone has like what you have of that secret, like they might not talk about it, but that it's like, okay, top 15 or top whatever. Or do you think you're different in that you're specific with what your goal is or maybe more open about what it is? Um, well, like, I don't really think there's any point hiding it because you're only hiding you know, to yourself, you, yeah. know, you may as well, I think if you're just honest and open, um, I think it's easier to like, kind of accept as well. Yeah. Like I write my goals out on my board, in my gym, um, at the start of each year and just like tick them off as, as obviously uh, as they happen. Um, I don't really see any point of shying away from it. It's nearly yeah. like you're afraid to tell people, you know, or for me, it's like, I'm not afraid to say I want top 10 of the games. And that's all I'm going to yeah, Madison yeah. for. Like, if I finish 10th place, I'll be the happiest person in the world. If I finish higher than that, obviously, I will also be yeah, the yeah. happiest person in the world. Like, um, But yeah, don't shy away from from what you want. Like, Have you thought about 11th? I'll be pissed. <laughs> and then would you, like, it? see, that's the thing. Like, it's, I suppose it's great. Like, I'd be of a similar belief of, like, you know, I've said it before on this, but if you say something out loud to someone that you've committed, then like yeah, it is. It's like it. A, it is a commitment. But then uh, if it doesn't pan out, do you know? Like say if you finish like twelfth, if you say to however, if there's a hundred people going to the games, and if you offer the hundred people twelfth, like probably all bar maybe fifteen of them will be happy if yeah. you, it did take twelfth there and then. Like so, it would you find it difficult then to you know like and start of september to be like well to, you know 12th like not to just be like oh 12th is shit and not to be like well 12th is grand like you know ha- like how do you uh, have you thought about what would happen if it didn't if it didn't end up with top 10 no no just laser focus on 10th yeah at least top 10 or above um like i just think you know um yeah just go go in with that mindset that i'm i'm good enough to place place high at the games this year um last year was literally just just getting my feet there in madison mm. getting the feel for experience it experience it like and just yeah just see what it all, yeah. all was like um I, I probably it was just like it was a it was a big it was a big thing yeah um and i like obviously the first day like i was like oh my god i don't want to feel a rope climb ah i don't want to feel a snatch yeah. you know and like if i did that workout now like I'm fairly certain I finish it. 
Like I never, I don't think I've missed 60 kilo snatches in like two years yeah. and I missed like four snatches and that was just down to nerves. Just the, 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 the pressure of where so, you were and who was beside you. Uh, no, kind of no, I definitely, I didn't, I don't care about who's beside me. That doesn't faze me. Um, it was just the nerves. It was like, don't miss this snatch. Yeah. I, instead of focus on the focus points that I normally do in training when I lift, yeah. all that kind of went out the window. Um, is so, that something you've worked on since then of like yeah. say compartment like you know like a rugby player has this exact same routine for every kick so that yeah. no, no matter what's happening around them so have you started doing that now with your yeah yeah like, we've, there'll just be little boxes to tick for each lift yeah that's movement. what we did in the open you know obviously focused on that that one workout um and we just took took things away from that we learned at the games and obviously implemented it into the open and obviously you know you're in the comfort of your own home all that but then obviously took that to filthy on 50 um whenever you're at a live stage with a judge you don't know yeah. etc and obviously it paid off there as well and then you know um so yeah no just probably made too many mistakes got too nervous and didn't focus on myself at the games i just kind of focused i was like oh my god i'm here yeah yeah so i mean you can't really be you know too hard on yourself for thinking that when it's like it's the pinnacle of the sport yeah and then obviously after the fact it's easy to regret certain things but like i mean i think you're human at the end of the day yeah. so you're going to be like holy shit i'm in the coliseum or you know yeah, I'm in yeah. the, whatever like you know it's a difficult one to compartmentalize when it's it's like a footballer being in the champions league yeah you know it's like holy shit like this is actually happening like yeah i think yeah this the especially for me it was like that that first workout it was like wow i'm actually here mm. um and then uh, yeah, it just everything probably got too much and forgot to focus on. Like, were you aware at the time, like, what am I doing? Like, were you, were you aware that you weren't as focused as you thought you would be? Do you know what I mean? Like, I probably thought I was more focused at the time, but like, I, I know at the time all I was thinking about was, right, don't fail these rope climbs. Yeah. And I was like, my rope climbs were absolutely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I kept failing snatches. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just probably not being, not, yeah, just one of those things. First workout, um, we all get nervous and then, but yeah, we've learned, learned from that. And then I think obviously like I kind of corrected that in the open and filthy and now going forward, we'll just keep moving forward and yeah. we will. It's, I suppose it's hours under the belt as well because you're yeah. going up against people that have done it. They might have been at the games the last four years, so they know all the different things. They know all the experiences. They maybe they've messed up a workout and they know how to deal with it, yeah. like on that stage. Whereas I suppose, like on a minute scale compared to that, like I've been at competitions before and it's like might be double unders and I just forget how to do double unders yeah. and I was doing them the day before. Do you know yeah. it's just the pressure of, yeah. you know, like that. Even knowing like speaking about me now i'm not talking about you but like no one gives a shit about me doing double unders <laughs> in Tullamore or whatever but like in my head it's like oh, just, just don't fuck it up like you know yeah. and then i suppose once you once you start thinking of that like don't fuck this thing up something's gonna suffer somewhere around yeah for sure solely focus on that like i know when tim was on he was talking about how when he was you know i asked him like when you're on the run after seeing the sponge underneath the rope and stuff like when you're setting off on your run, are you thinking like, fuck, what am I going to do when I get back to that? And he was like, yeah, like he was like a little bit, like he was like, I knew the snatch would be fine. I knew, so the run was just slow and recover and whatever. Yeah. And then he was like, but as I started to get back to the rope and saw other people on the ropes, 
he said he had a moment where he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he saw like people like, you know, trying to jump and not being able to jump because yeah. they're on like, you know, essentially a marshmallow. Like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know, is there um, other workouts then like, like is there is there a standout moment from the games where like that you don't think you'll forget of like a this is incredible moment like even not not even the fact that it was at the games but maybe like a sense of personal pride in a workout that you were doing or a movement that you did or something like that um not really like it was really hard to kind of enjoy the first two days because the cuts yeah like i think that sense of dread like yeah it was just like you know ah. Oh. I need to do this to get to this stage. I need to yeah. do this to get to this stage versus just going out and working out. Um, that I will not do this this coming year. Um, obviously, it was just like I just I just want to be there. I want to. I just want to get to that day three. You know. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really believe I was going to get to day four anyway. So, uh, for me, it was just like I just want to get to day three, and then I think like it was between me and Sarah to to make day three and she beat me by like two points or something mm. and I was like where could I have got those points yeah. if you know what I mean yeah. um, I was like I oh, could have been just one place somewhere um, but no like there wasn't really a standout moment it was it was just kind of like it just went so fast yeah. you know because it was just like first cut second cut third cut was there much chat about it like so I say even me and Orla were at it or Orla and I were at it and like there'd be stuff like say most of the information was coming from like Arm and Hammer or Morning Chalk Up and you know like about oh the next cut is coming or whatever and yeah like was there much chat amongst yourselves about like you know like that kind of gossip aspect of like, like oh we, apparently tomorrow such and such is happening or we only heard when you heard yeah like it so it literally was like oh my god did you hear that like oh shit where the heck where did you hear that yeah, yeah. you know have you got inside information um yeah no like literally we only heard when like the public heard so um so yeah it just kind of like as i said it just felt so like it just went so fast those first two days mm. um so like it, it was awesome like being backstage warming up like all that kind of stuff was really cool so it was um but i'm kind of i am looking forward to this year and hopefully it's gonna be a little bit different. Like, uh, is that purely mindset, like confidence in what you're doing and what you've done? Yeah, I'm just gonna like. I think I just trust myself more yeah. and just do so what no I do. So there'll be more like I need to do this to get yeah. to here. It's like I'm gonna do this to get to here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's admirable. Like I don't know. I wish I could be that confident in something like. Um. So. Like, was it different to what? Obviously, you wanted to get there. And then you got there and then you've talked about that kind of sense of dread, I suppose, of like, oh shit, there's another cook coming tomorrow or in this afternoon or whatever. But was it different? Was the experience itself different than what you thought it was going to be like? Um, yeah. Like say you've been to regionals. Yeah. So I suppose you had an idea of what that setup was like, but was it even different than what you predicted? Like, to be honest, like, um, regionals was a lot more fun. The three, four years I was at regionals. Um the games like it just was it was very it was a lot of chaos yeah so it was there was just a lot of chaos was that because of the cuts and, yeah. and the amount of people i suppose as cuts well? and there was just people crying and you know it was obviously it was it, it probably wasn't done that professionally like they kind of took everyone into one room and they just called the people that qualified out and left the people that didn't qualify in the stands. It nearly was like they were ashamed. Like, so it was bad. Like, and obviously you've seen your friends up there that got cut and they were crying and 
they had to sit there and then go and check out where yous were to, we you, nearly just all separated yeah. um, so how it was done was probably really unprofessional um, they maybe could have just done it um, just through the leaderboard you know you didn't need to come and check out if you didn't qualify yeah. you know it should have just been you know if your name's on the leaderboard and you're not past the line you know you don't need to come to the next briefing yeah. um, stuff like that there that was really hard because you were like oh, it's like secondary school nearly yeah it's like that like, yeah, like the haves and the have nots like you know yeah, it's like all like, the, co- the cool kids come with us and then yeah, we no, were, no, you stay there like yeah, it was, well it where was, are you going no no you sit, you sit back down yeah you go it was with hard us. like um, and then you're like oh shit shit I do not want to be left and like yeah were, I suppose if they're going down the list of names and yeah. you're waiting for yours and you're like oh there's only like 10 left yeah. yeah so like that was that was really difficult especially like with um, friends and stuff um, so but yeah no like hopefully like I think obviously they realised what they'd done was wrong yeah they've changed it this year yeah anyway. so it's it is changed for this year um, so yeah hopefully hopefully there's going to be a good change and the it'll be less chaotic yeah. and more organized like regionals and stuff run like clockwork um at, at the games we didn't actually know when we were on what time we were to warm up where we were to be it's amateurish really it sounds like you know yeah. those competitions that you do where you're like well oh, apparently we're on at nine o'clock and then you, you're not actually on until 12 or you know those kind of ways yeah like one of the days we had to go there like seven o'clock to brief and like we weren't on till like 11 or something you're like why are we here at seven yeah. o'clock you know, um, and then we had two warm up areas. One warm up area, our coaches weren't allowed in. Okay. So you weren't allowed to contact with your coach at all. Was that just because of the amount of people, or I why? just think because they could. Yeah. You know. Just to fuck with you, that bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. So like just small things like that, you were like, well, why the frick? Like we've got this awesome warm up area, and then they took us to like this second shed with very little equipment and no coaches were allowed and you like curtains and everything were up and it was just really weird it's weird it's like they were nearly doing like a psychological study on yeah. you or something like testing how you'd react or um yeah so it, it was just weird um but then again obviously if that's how that's how it's going to be like yeah. it's easy like it's it's easy when you know you're yeah, not going to have a coach now, like so you, you know can... so like that's what i did at filthy 150 i i said to my coach i'm going to do this by myself um so I did filthy by myself because the games you did by yourself. Yeah. Um. So it was just to be prepared, be in the warm up area at the right time, cool down at the right time, and just you know feel good. Taking ownership of it yourself. I <clears throat> yeah, suppose, yeah. So that's what I did for filthy. Um. So I'm gonna have my coach obviously at at Madrid, and I'm gonna do West Coast Classic by myself, and then have my coach at Madrid, and then obviously he'll be at the games and again for me. Uh. But that's depending on whether or not he'll be allowed backstage yeah so but at least well i've done competitions and we're prepared for both ways like, both yeah. ways um so i think that was quite good so obviously again that was a shock yeah you know if you're used to having your coach backstage and then you're told you're not allowed your coach backstage um you know that that is different as well is there a sense then of like say when you qualify through you've already qualified like i got an invite for it okay but is there a sense of like no i'm okay thanks like I'm gonna just like is it is it hard? Well, I suppose two sides of the coin. Is it hard not to do loads of competitions because it's fun, and is it hard to do competitions when you know you've got August coming up? You know, further down the track, like yeah, like <clears throat> I've got like well, because because of the Open, I got an invite to nearly every single sanctional. Yeah. Um, so I just picked. I was like, right, West Coast Classic, 
more than likely it's going to have a huge field because yeah. um, it's in California. It's quite central to a lot of people. So it's going to have a big field. So it's going to be loads of depth. Yeah. Um, there's likely going to be a couple of outdoor events, which is going to be really good for the games. Um, so that's why we picked West Coast. Um, and then we've picked Madrid because Madrid's just a cool place to go. That's close. That's, that's close. Um, and then we're presuming it's going to be quite arena-based, so it'll be more like regionally kind of workouts. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of picked one that's potentially going to be outdoory, and then we've picked one that's arena-based. Um, and that's that's how we picked the competitions, yeah. um, myself and my coach. So and, to kind of mirror what? Yeah, what potential yeah. could come up. Um, and I want to go to competitions that there's depth in. Like, I could have picked, like, Asia or, like, a couple of easier comps just to go for glory, but I don't really see the point in boosting your ego for... Probably not worth it with the coronavirus either. Well, it definitely <laughs> wouldn't be worth it, but, like, I'd rather go to West Coast and finish, like, 15th and know I was with a stacked field yeah. than go and win a sanctional and give myself false hope. Yeah. Um. So I want to go see where I'm at and then just keep building. Yeah. Uh, building weekly daily monthly um like how much how much of that build-up is fun and relaxed and how much of it is like you know train tracks to serious town like like how much how much room is there there to say like you're doing powerful aren't you yep so is that like a bit of crack that's a bit of crack just let loose and turn up me and mickey just go at it Oh, well, it'll probably be more me and him going against each other than competing <laughs> together, so... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, stuff like that's fun. Um, like, do you make room for stuff like that when you're pla- when you're setting out, say, the next yep. six months? Are you like, okay, well, I need to blow off a bit of steam there because I won't have done that for a few weeks or, yep. you know, that kind of way? Yeah, so uh, in, in the schedule, alongside West Coast and Madrid, uh, I've allowed for the powerful heavy metal and the Irish Finnish Championships. Yeah. So I'll have just they'd, they'd be more of fun. Yeah, just fun. Like just literally Obviously you want to win or you want to do well or whatever, but a bit of crack and Yeah, like there'll be no rest days before I like the same as Irish Fitness Championships last year. I did three workouts uh before going to Irish Fitness Championships that morning. So I did and then went and did the evening because our first workout wasn't until six PM. Oh, so yeah. my coach had given me three workouts that morning. So I had and then I drove two Irish fitness championships and then we done two more workouts that evening so already I'd done five workouts on the Friday yeah. before going into Saturday and Sunday competition so yeah I think I take up like nearly a week off <laughs> before I do something <laughs> like if I know this deadlift's coming up on a Friday I probably won't do that in a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's mad um, what's your favourite competition you've done to date so so that like obviously you could look at this from a sense of achievement thing or just like, a, oh, I really enjoy doing that. That was a good crap. Um, like, Filthy 150, for me, like, that was probably the best competition and weekend atmosphere, workouts, kind of everything about it was just, like, it completely outdone the CrossFit Games for me. Like, it, it from... It looked like a regional setup as well because yeah. it was so... It was very efficient and very, like... Yeah clean it was so good like just everything from having like a really nice athlete chill out area that was warm um and it was like out of the way it was quiet we had chairs tables like we had i brought my like we music speaker we had the music going it was just really good atmosphere um 
warm-up area is a little bit cold, but that is what it is. We're, we're in Ireland in November. Yeah. Can't really expect much more. Was there a sense of like a, you know, like a, a home set up for you? Oh, was yeah. That... Like big time. Like see, like all my PTs came down. Um, like my mom, my dad, David, like just, it was, it was just so nice. Like it was just amazing. Um, I know I, even people from our gym were kind of like, it's great to be able to cheer you on when they would have wanted to cheer you on in Madison, but wouldn't have had the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and then for sure. it's in their own backyard. So it's easy. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's great. Like, yeah. Like at, at that point of the season, like I really didn't, I w- always wanted to do filthy, but I didn't want to do it because the open was so stressful. Um, obviously post games, like you get like a real lull afterwards. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of been on for like a good nine months. Yeah. Um, so I, I could kind of chat to my, my partner, David, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to sack this off. And he was like, do you know what? He's like, just do one more. He's like, you've got four more weeks of training. And he was like, just do it. And he says, then we'll take our three weeks. And we went on holidays and, chilled out and drank too much and ate too much and stuff so like i'm really glad that i did do it but like mentally i wasn't prepared for it because i was just ready for a rest but having the home crowd push on like that the crowd pushed me through that weekend to get on the podium for sure he was obviously right like dave was obviously right that you needed that release that kind of yeah do you know that sense of i suppose getting something back yeah and like like pat on the back probably sounds a bit passionizing but you know like that you were able to be just kind of like lifted up a bit i suppose after like you say it was a lull after the games yeah and then yeah doing the open air there was nice to just get a bit of elation at the end of it i suppose okay yeah, it was nice just having you know like even though you're doing the open in your own gym and stuff and you have like the members help cheer you on and cheer for you you're still doing it by yourself yeah. so it's still lonely so obviously to go out onto that floor and feel those thousands of people like it's nearly like every single one of them had your back yeah um so that was really really cool yeah. that was that was good to watch as well um so the other week then you were at strength and depth yep. and you were with army uh mickey helena yeah and then your trading blows with like mayhem yeah like i know you said earlier on that like you don't care who's beside you or whatever but like there must be there must come a point where you're like fucking hell that's rich phoning is like a behind us in the leaderboard and b chasing after looking over his shoulder or looking down the lanes like like i was watching it online and there's a good few times where like you're on the worm and he's you know they might step forward and drop the worm and you can see him like looking down to see where you are like yeah i know obviously you don't want to be overawed by like oh that's such and such a person or whatever but like if rich phoning's checking if he's catching up with you or staying just ahead of you or whatever that must be a cool feeling like oh yeah it was really cool um but again like i know I you I, obviously felt like shit at the time I, like, so. to be honest like, i don't really remember much of the weekend it was quite a blur um but it was it was really cool obviously uh being in the same lane like next next to froning and their team the whole weekend um so yeah no, it was really cool yeah um like it was like it is like it was very funny because like myself and Orla and Orla's sister who like has never really watched the sport and she was watching it with us in the house and she was like now who are they now and we were kind of trying to explain and I was like how do you explain like who Rich Froning is to someone yeah. who doesn't know the sport so I was like okay he more or less invented it yeah. like you know he, he like he was like the original and then 
she was like, all right, and are they ahead? I was like, yeah, yeah. So the Irish team are ahead of him. And they were like, she was like, right, okay, that's good. I was like, that's really good, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I was, like, giddy watching. I was, like, laughing, going, look, he's looking over at them to see where they are. And, like, he's pushing, he's telling them to hurry, he's telling his auntie to hurry up, like, you know. Yeah. So even, I think, similar to the the filthy thing where, like, it was nice for us to be able to cheer you on and stuff. I think that was a cool moment for people who've watched ye you know, for the last few years to be able to say, like, look at this shit, like, you know, yeah. it's like goosebumps stuff watching it, like. Oh, yeah, um, big time. I think it's a, a, a special, like, moment at the end then was, like, uh, like the next day, reading Instagram posts and stuff and being like, oh, so she was nearly dead throughout. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she hadn't drank or eaten in two days and she's, like, still there, like, you know, I think because, like, from watching it, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, they're doing really well or whatever, and, like, everything looked fine. And yeah. then afterwards, you're kind of like, oh, okay, so she, she actually could have died. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was really bad to be fair. Like I think like not obviously like it's a full team thing. Like yeah. but like I definitely felt like I couldn't give anything for the team. Um, like I would say definitely if I was fit and healthy and actually firing, um, I think we maybe could have won one or two more workouts, which yeah. potentially could have been the difference. Like I think all we needed was one win, yeah. and they finished third. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I really thought we had the final. Um, but I got on the row and I was pulling like 1100 on the row and yeah. I was dead. Um, so that was, that was quite soul destroying. I've never got off a machine with so many people standing, looking at me. Yeah. Um, so like I was gutted that I couldn't obviously give, you know, a hundred percent. Like I wasn't even giving them 50%. I was giving them a hundred percent of effort, yeah. but my body was, wasn't even working at 50. So, um, that was a wee bit annoying thinking, you know, Oh, if I was healthy, could we have maybe just pushed to win one more workout, which would have been the difference? Because obviously, it would be awesome. And it's it's not over yet for Mickey, like, but um, there's plenty more opportunities. But it would have been nice to have that first Irish team to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, but uh, would there ever have been a decision to make there? For if, me, no. Yeah. Um, I think Army had said on day two, uh, if the team had made it and Mickey and Helena were both game, they would get another girl. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because obviously, like, for Army, like, you know, he's, he's really realistic and down to earth. Like, he knows, like, he's 30, 30 high 20s yeah. to 30th place at the CrossFit Games. Like, yeah. that's going to be an amazing achievement. Um, so for him, why not go and be, like, potentially a top five mm. uh, team and get the full listen, weekend? listening to him talk about last year, I don't know how much, like... I don't know how much enjoyment he got. Yeah, I think he was kind of in the same boat as me. Seemed a bit me, disillusioned, like, I think, after it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, it was really hard. Like, you know, um, it was just the cuts. Mm. Like, it, that was that was the hardest thing ever. Going to a competition and not knowing, am I getting one workout or one day or yeah. two days? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, like, that team, like, that we we got together, like, that's definitely like that's a top five yeah. in the world team yeah. uh, we just easily get another girl and slot them in um, so but yeah we never know they, they might do another competition later down in the year depends how obviously Mickey where he's standing yeah. um, he's got a few individual competitions coming up so have you so. ever thought about like so say when I was chatting to Tim Poulton he was saying that like in the future a realistic goal for him would be to move into teams and we were kind of talking about like Scott Pancheck stopping yeah. and going to teams and stuff like have you thought about you know I know you're talking about your short-term goals and like your you know your next year your next 18 months or whatever but have you thought like you know four years time or that kind of way have you ever have you put any kind of thought into stuff like that 
Uh, I probably just qualify through the open for as long as I can. And once I don't qualify, then I'll just quit. Just outright quit? Yeah. You wouldn't go back to doing team? Or... I don't think so. No. I'll quit and probably just start a family. Yeah. So, well, I think once like I've done my individual career and go as far as I can in the sport, uh, I'd rather just like settle down, yeah. have family. Um, like I'm 30 now, so... You know, there's not like loads more years left before obviously we need to yeah. um, be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like I would say maybe like if I was to have a kid come back into the sport, it would potentially be team. Yeah, but I think that's, I, that's kind of what yeah. Tim was saying that he like his after he finishes his immediate goal is family. And then yeah. he was like, you know, there's less time commitment needed yeah. for a team and stuff like yeah. so. Yeah, so it would definitely be keep going, qualify every year through the open through top 20 and through obviously winning Ireland. Once I don't qualify that way, I'll stop, have a family. Maybe, and then, maybe get the itch again then. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't think I'd come back as individual. Yeah. I think I'd come back as team and just enjoy it. Enjoy the team environment because yeah. it is obviously it's so much fun. There's four, four people. Yeah. Um, it's not just you anymore. You have to think about your team. And it's actually, it's it's really cool. Like I enjoyed being able to like hold the top of a ring muscle up. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, cause sometimes obviously the girls is the weaker link. Um, so it was really cool. It's like, no, 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 it's okay. You do your muscle ups and I'll adapt to you. Yeah. Um, or maybe two years ago, they would have had to adapt to me. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that. It's obviously, it's, it's, it's quite nice knowing like a weakness has turned into a strength and I can actually I can stop here and yeah, yeah. pause a ring muscle up and I was like oh this is really cool yeah. so um, so yeah it's great knowing like I'm sure there's other people listening that are the same as me but it's great knowing that all it took to bring you down to my level was a really ravenous bug because <laughs> when you were like oh I was sitting on the roll and I was only pulling 1100 I was like that's that's probably where I'd be if I was feeling, <laughs> feeling pretty good in the middle of a workout. I'd be at 1100. It's like, as like, oh, what it feels like to have people standing looking at you when you're on a machine. It's like, yeah, I've been there quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. I just need to find whatever bug you had, find the opposite of it. Get that, that'd be better. Um, so, we usually finish off then with like kind of a quick fire, like either or uh, kind of questions. Um, so, I'll give you the two options you pick. Out of the two, which yep. you want. Um, so, snatch or clean? Clean. Uh, gymnastics or cardio? Cardio. Wow. I, did, I was expecting... The, the runs are obviously paying off then. <laughs> uh, Newfoundland or Frenchie? I've got both. You can't do that to me. Oh, my baby's sitting well, here. He's here. I'm yeah. not going to say because I'm, I can't say. <laughs> Door's closed. Dog's hearing isn't that good. Dog's hearing is notoriously bad. You won't be... um, PD or Mickey? Oh, come on. Uh, I, I can't say it. Like, PD's a long-term friend and Mickey's like my big brother. So both both friends. That's two very political answers. Uh, okay, we'll go easy again. So run or roll? Run. Uh, double unders or bike? Double unders. Uh, coaching or being coached? Coaching. Winning the games and never competing again or making the games for the next five years? Uh, making the games for the next five years. Really? Yeah. God, the way you were talking there, the way you were saying about the one you don't qualify, you'll stop. I was sure you'd pick just win and stop. No, like, I don't think, it's not always about winning, it's about personal goals mm. as well. It's like ticking the boxes that you want ticked. Um, and I think, like, I think a better all right, a better athlete 
will repeatedly make it. You know, for me, like obviously I went to regionals 2015, 16, 17, 18, and then make the games in 2019 and 2020. So it just shows that consistency. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be like consistently finish like for the next five years top ten of the games. It is and show progression within different elements um, of the sport than win once and be out. Yeah. Um. Do you think then, like, so after let's say so obviously you're building like a kind of a, a like a personal business as well. Like you've got your the daily grind and you've got yeah. your online coaching and stuff. So is that something that you see like continuing to grow along with? Yeah. you in the sport as well like. yeah like I don't really think like you know if you win like, don't get me wrong win the CrossFit Games is like it's mm. just wow um, but like if you win it once and you're gone yeah. you know you're kind of gone yeah you need to still be there like you know it's like Sam Briggs she won it in 2013 and in 2020 she's still there yeah like that's that's the person that I want to be I want to still be there yeah. for as long as I can within the sport um, uh, sorry my dog's on the table so it's kind of distracting <laughs> me a little bit um, so yeah I kind of like I don't want to be there for one year I want to be here for you know the next 10 years yeah. obviously I've been in sport for 6 years um, so like I want to just keep growing and building and yeah. I think that's like a good role model for <laughs> to jump on you. Uh, that's a good role model um, to be and just throw, show consistency showing growth in the sport and showing that you can be in the sport without being in pain and injuries and surgeries and yeah. being broken um, there's a lot of coaches out there that can't do the sport themselves or even train because they've had so many injuries um, where I want to show that it's okay you can actually be healthy and still do CrossFit at a high level. Yeah. And it must be good as well though, say when you're coaching to have like, like some of your athletes are pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, some of the people that you're coaching are pretty good. So that must be exciting as well. Like, yeah. Like, and you know, um, I've been coaching like <clears throat> just different ones. Like one of the ones that stands out to me is, uh, Eamon Kelly from CrossFit Berserk. He's probably one of the OGs in Ireland. Like he's been in CrossFit for about 10 years. Um, and we started working together about two years ago and it's like he'll even say himself it's the first time he's ever felt healthy you know in like this last eight years yeah. you know he's getting out of bed pain free he's still squat clean in 140 he's able to run you know like a four minute per kilometer you know for 5k you know stuff like that there Eamon wouldn't really have knew himself as an athlete prior to starting with me he would have just went out and ran yeah. but he wouldn't have had a clue how fast he could run and yeah. how much he could hold um, and you know for him he knows himself now as an athlete and we can like dial training back and he can still hold on to his numbers yeah. you know he's still snatching consistently he's still cleaning consistently um, and he's probably the fittest and healthiest he's ever been so for him he's happy because like if you're paying free, you're happy, yeah. um, and he's been doing the sport for ten years. Yeah. Um. So like stuff like that there. Like I quite like to see. Obviously, you want your athletes to be the fittest they've ever been, but also you want them to be healthy. Yeah. You know because no one wants to be getting out of bed and peeing every day. Like that's that's not enjoyable. Yeah. So it's not. So for me, it's like making sure that they're they're healthy first, and then we push on. Yeah. 
it's great um, look thanks for doing the episode I really appreciate it um, we'll get you back on when you're ninth <laughs> <laughs> or above um, no look it's been really great like I say you're someone that I think pretty much everyone in that I know who's followed the podcast from the start, as soon as they saw your picture go up, they were like, this is the one, like, this is what I've been waiting for. So I really appreciate you doing it, taking the time out. Um, and just best of luck with everything. It's great. You're, uh, I think, an inspiration to a lot of people. Like even seeing you, you know, you did that article with her, Dolly, and you were yeah. on TV3 and stuff like that. And you're really pushing women in sport. And as someone who, like has recently added to the female population in the country like it's great knowing that like my daughter's going to grow up with like people leading the way and like pushing female sport and giving you know i suppose that the 2020 thing of like if she can't see it she can't be it and like you're it and you're visual and everyone can see it and it's great and long may it continue yep definitely thank you